For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. We're back here on the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast with another scouting report episode. Today, we have two of the top corners in the 2023 NFL Draft. We're talking about Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. We're talking about Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. Before we get to those guys, I just want to tell you folks about today's sponsor, which is Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag and join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Ryan. So we already had a little bit of a, a discussion that was brewing before we started taping on these two guys. Now, the one thing to set us up for breaking down both Porter and Gonzalez is that they're already both getting a ton of hype. Mm-hmm. And we're at that beginning period in the cycle where not a lot of people, I think, have really watched all these guys but are going off of the accolades, going off of the size. I, for Porter, was frustrated at times, very frustrated at times, but very excited watching him play because he's he's a massive dude. He's six foot two. He's 194. The arm length is the big thing for me, coupled mm-hmm. with the athleticism, with the change of direction skills. But the arm length, I, I first play, the first thing I wrote down, crazy long arms. And do, do you have a measurement for that, per chance, by the way? We do not have a measurement for that. All we have is a birthday on him. We do not have any of his particulars from the metrics. But it's got to be what? What do you think? Like 33 34. and a half? Maybe 34? It's possible. It's possible. Uh, he's going to have the longest arms in the class. I, I can't imagine Disagree. a different corner. Disagree. Do you think a different corner has longer arms than he's going to have? Uh, Julius Brents from Kansas State has 33 and 7 eighth inch arms. So... Okay, maybe be. he measures in right right under that, but still. And I, Anthony Johnson for Virginia nuts. has 33 and a half, Joe. There's some long quarters in this class, man. There's a couple long ones. <laughs> well, when we get that measurement from Joey Porter Jr., we'll actually know. But again, I was saying this to you before we started taping. I think mm-hmm. I might be a little higher on him because I'm making this decision purely off of upside. Frustrating okay. as hell to watch because he's not really using that length effectively all the time. But compared to Gonzalez... I think he moves really well, and if he can figure out to how to properly use that length, I think he can be a really freaking good corner. 
So when you say he moves really well, are you talking long speed? Are you talking change of direction? Like what, what kind of stands out for you about Porter? The change of direction. I'm, he's not like an elite, elite tier athlete. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not saying that he is, but for a guy that's six foot two mm-hmm. with the length, yeah. his change of direction is really good. His hip fluidity, I thought was really, really good. And I think his long speed's underrated. I, I feel like at times the games that I watched, it, he wasn't able to, truly flash that as much mm-hmm. as I would have hoped, but still I think his long speed's good for a player of his size. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I relatively agree with you on from the athleticism perspective. I think he's a good all around athlete, Joey Porter Jr. And I, I love that you started with the length conversation because I mean, that is the first thing that pops out, man. Like he's one of those dudes that literally when he's in his stance, his his hands are like below his knees, right? In his Mm. cornerback stance. Like he's got just ridiculous length. And I think that everything that you, so why does length matter at the cornerback position? I think that Joey Porter shows why it does at times, right? At the line of scrimmage, you can be clearly disruptive. You can be also disruptive at the catch points, you know, being able to get that late reach, knock balls down, disrupt the catch point. He does all those things very well. And he has a lot of upside in those regards. And I agree that he can match up athletically with most wide receivers. The reason Mm -hmm. that I am a little tentative on him, and I'm not out on him, and we'll talk about the valuation of him as far as where we would peg him in the draft. I am just a little weary of this type of corner because he, for me, is incredibly handsy down the field. I knew you were going to say that. He is, man. And there's, there's a thin line between physicality and being too handsy as a defensive back. There's a very fine line in that conversation. And for me, I think that he's going to struggle early on in his career with some pass interference penalties, some holding penalties. And does that mean that he won't be successful? It's not what that means. What I'm saying, though, is I think that he may need to change his style a little bit as a player. And Again, that's not the end-all, be-all. Like He can do it because he has good athleticism. He has the length. To your point, he has all the traits to be a very successful corner at the next level. Just for me, I've seen some guys that struggle with the hand-fighting down the field, with the grabbiness, and they never really recover because that's just how they are ingrained as a football player. So I'm worried that this kid is just going to be a pass interference waiting to happen early on in his career. Could he get past it? I think he can because he has the trace to do so. It's just those types always worry me because there's some guys that just never get past that. Right. Purely off of traits. Mm-hmm. The, the category of Joey Porter Jr. off of traits mm-hmm. and how he brings it to the field are two different prospects. One's a first-round pick. One is uh, an un- underdeveloped raw athlete that yep. is going somewhere past day two. Like that's that's where the it's which guy are you going to get? And I wrote down super grabby player. That was mm-hmm. one of the things that I wrote down in my notes because you're absolutely right. And it, it's kind of one of those things where he's so long and he's able to to stick with guys that it's just this innate instinct to just keep grabbing at dudes because he has the length. He can do it from a lot of distance, way right. more distance than most guys that he's able to do. And it's just it's a part of his game. He's he's really freaking raw though overall and that's what gives me some excitement for his projection where he's not very clean he makes some a lot of mistakes he gets caught with those pi calls he also at times can be a bit emotional and there was the i think it was the michigan game Mm -hmm. he got called for a penalty for 
picking up and slamming a guy and he started you know getting all pissed off and screaming because he had this huge hit and they threw a flag on him those things aren't great for a corner but the rawness for how raw he is and if he can step up and actualize those traits i think the ceiling is is tremendously high for a guy like this i'm also not a fan of the instincts i think there are at times where he does kind of guess he's in the wrong position in, in some of his zone drops uh, mm-hmm. There was one play I recall in particular where they asked him to play over the top and he he read run on one side of the field and there was a pass that was coming up the middle of the field in his direction yep. and he sold so hard to go and make a play on the run. So like those instincts are, are very problematic, but I'm trying not to get caught up on the issues because I think the projection is a lot more promising than the issues that he's dealing with as a player. Well, and, and I mean, point blank period to it, you're not drafted Joey Porter Jr. to play zone, right? I mean, it's it's like – Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know I was really high on J.C. Horn, obviously, when he came out a couple of years ago. J.C. Horn was not very good in zone coverage. He wasn't. Like, he was a man-to-man, press man, get-in-your-face corner. And that's what Joey Porter Jr. is. And I feel like if he falls into the right defensive system with proper coaching that allows him to accentuate those traits early on, I think he'll be fine. It's just I, – I just have a little bit of – reservation about that type right because i think i'm mm-hmm. in between joey i think you mentioned it perfectly from a consistency perspective and from a technical perspective i think he's probably an early day three football player i think that's where joey Porter jr is now first round talents i also agree with that i think when you talk about the length the athleticism it's a first round level player i grade him somewhere in between i'm gonna have a late second early third round grade on him Oh wow! Wow! Well, we're really far off. We're really far <laughs> off. What you think he's yeah, a first sorry, round continue. dude? Just like no, no, no. I don't disagree with that. But yeah. I, I this, I thought you were about to say that he, you, you also had him graded as a first round pick. But this is what I was talking about before we started taping: is that I had a feeling we were going to be really yeah. far off. But continue. I cut you off. No, no, no. You're fine. Because for me, I think when there's two different worlds that we're talking about, one with the upside, one with what the player is now, you have to meet somewhere in the middle. Because there's a reality where he hits his full potential, sure. But there's also a reality where he doesn't, right? And there, that's where this, that's where evaluation could be almost a guessing game at times. You're betting on the person more than you are the player and the actualized traits on the field. And for me, I'm going to go somewhere in between. So I think that this is a kid that in the second round, I would absolutely start having the conversation. But on the scale, he's going to be a late second, early third round pick because I agree that the ceiling is high. But I also think the floor is pretty low as well. That's the that's the weird in-between for me. This isn't like a kid where if he's thrown into any situation, I think that he's going to come out and he's going to be pristine. Like I think that you have to be in it with a good cornerback coach and a good defensive staff that understands what he does well, lets him do that early on, and then as you get more and more comfortable, you work on the play down the field, not panicking at the catch point, those different things. If you do that, I think he could be a really successful football player, but I just first round is just a little too rich for me right now. I think my grading is mostly motivated from me not having evaluated as many prospects for as many years as you have. I think that's part of it because you made a really good point that you're wary of guys like this. I'm less wary. I'm more excited. I'm more jacked up, which is why I graded him as a top 25 pick. I think he's good enough to be like you're exa- I, I like I everything you said I I don't mm-hmm. disagree with any of that. Right. That this is a, a guy who who does need some time for development. He's probably going to have some penalty issues in his first season, but purely off of the traits alone, 
in a class where there's some uncertainty for some of these later corners as we get further and further down the board. And a guy like Keely Ringo, who's also super raw and makes a ton of mistakes, is somebody who I had graded very highly and I expect to probably be graded very highly once we get to his evaluation. Mm -hmm. But for those traits, for a team that wants an athletic developmental corner, I think a top 25 pick is is where I'd be willing to take a Joey Porter Jr. Because especially because of positional value too is another thing that that I think comes into play. Or having good corners, having talented athletic corners mm-hmm. is is important to me. See, you make a, you make a interesting point because you mentioned Keely Ringo, right? And Keely Ringo is another similar player to a Joey Porter in my opinion of that he's a traits-based player that's incredibly long and has all the upside in the world. I would be willing to bet on a Keely Ringo in the first round much more than a Joey Porter Jr. I'm sure you would too. It sounds like Joe that sounds like to me just by kind of how you're explaining it that Keely Ringo is probably going to be your cornerback one in this class. But I think the difference between those two is that Joey Porter has very good traits for the position. Keely Ringo has elite traits for the position, right? Like there's just a slight difference there, in my opinion. And Keely's two years younger, too. But I know we're not comparing, it's not an apples to apples conversation. My point of that is saying that if I thought that Joey Porter Jr. had elite traits, I'd be willing to bet on him in the first round. I think they're very good traits. And he could be a very good player, maybe even a Pro Bowl caliber football player if everything hits correctly. I just don't know if I see elite traits with him. So that's just kind of where I'm hesitant to say first round pick. But I mean, Joe, I guess this is is this cornerback two for you, man. That's what it sounds like. No, 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 no. Well, I I haven't done my final evaluations on Clark Phillips and and Keeley. So it's. I would hope he's not corner two. I would assume he'd probably be corner three right after those other guys because, I mean, realistically, who else slots ahead of him? And we're about to talk right. about Christian Gonzalez, and I kind of showed my hand there a little bit, but I, like, who else really would even fit ahead of him? I feel like that after those top two guys, it starts to thin out, and that's where there's a, a huge debate on who fits into the conversation. De- Devin Witherspoon, man, Illinois. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That's my guy. That's my guy. You have him as, as corner three? I need to I need to uh, do my official eval on him yet. I just have my uh, mostly my summer notes and then a little bit of some updated watching, but I have not officially graded him yet. But we'll see what happens. We will see. Let's let's transition our focus to Christian Gonzalez from mm-hmm. from Oregon. Another tall player, a little bit thicker at two hundred one, but he's also six foot two. Mm-hmm. Um, extremely different player than Joey Porter. Now, the one thing that I thought was funny about a, a Christian Gonzalez fantastic tackler mm-hmm. might end up being the best tackling corner in the class because of what he showed willingness to tackle defends the run really well which is sounds so strange to talk about with a corner however it needs to be established here with Christian Gonzalez he is a zone specific corner not a very fluid guy when it comes to transitioning his change of direction is in my opinion very very weak a lot of times where I saw him 
get stuck in the mud trying to redirect to make a play on the football or just to get back to the guy he was covering. Those mm-hmm. transition skills are problematic. But again, a quality player, an all-conference player, one of the best players in this Oregon secondary that is going to be heavily reliant on playing in his own specific scheme because of some of those limitations. I, I think that he is a height, weight, speed freak as a cornerback, which is what gets you excited about him. So a little background, he was a... He's from Dallas, Texas originally. He was at Colorado, actually, and he made the transition, obviously, to Oregon this year. Joe, he is he is recorded to over 23 miles an hour on the GPS and has a 42-inch vert apparently verified. So wow. this is an explosive kid. He's long. There's a lot of promise here with him, right? There's a lot of promise. He's only also only 20 years old right now. He won't be 21 until after the draft. So there's a lot of things to get excited about him. My biggest issue with Christian Gonzalez is I would like to see just a little more just in general. But I feel like he, even though I agree, I think that he has tremendous impact in the run game and he's been a very consistent tackler for Oregon this year. I don't think he matches physicality as a pass coverage player very well, which is weird, right? Like it's a weird dynamic. Joey Porter Jr. on the other side is like overly physical at times, right? Like he's a little too much. Christian Gonzalez, I feel like just kind of, he sits on his athletic traits a ton, which, you know, is okay at times. But I just, I mean, later in the year, it was definitely better than early in the year. But early in the year, I just felt like he was getting outdone for 50-50 balls, not winning at the catch point consistently for a 6-2 corner. That's not good, right? Like you want the guy to do well in those regards. So I'm a little lukewarm, to be honest, on Christian Gonzalez. I see the traits. I see the upside. I want to buy into it. But guys, sort of like, (laughs) it's funny because Joey Porter Jr., I'm like, I'm hesitant on him because he has too much physicality. I'm also hesitant on guys that don't match physicality at all either, right? Like that's kind of a red flag to me. So I, he for me is a developmental guy. I would love to draft him and then, you know, kind of let him learn and develop properly. Let him come along slowly. I think he's going to get overdrafted tremendously in this class, Mm -hmm. but I really do like the traits. I do. It's just right now I worry about him out on an island against a bigger wide receiver right now. Like the Antonio, uh, AJ Browns, excuse me, of the world, the Julio Jones-esque type players. Like I think he's going to struggle against matching that type of physicality early on in his career. He's got the talent to do it, but right now I just think he's a height, weight, speed freak that is still learning how to play the game. So that's why I'm – super underwhelmed by a Christian Gonzalez is that he's got all this size. He's got all this length. He's actually a pretty strong kid too, but he doesn't bring that to the field. So I can't trust him. Like you're talking about to be physical enough to go one-on-one with the big body receivers in a receiving core, the X receiver. Like that's, that's what a player of this size, a corner of this size and build and structure is supposed to be able to do. And then at the same time, if he's going up against somebody who's got really good route running and really good change of direction skills. I don't think he can stick with those guys either. There were a number of times in the games that I watched where I was like, damn, man, he cannot plant and go. It's like watching. It takes like a whole second for him to change gears and Mm -hmm. redirect. I am praying that he doesn't end up in a situation where he is asked to play other than zone though. Like that's, that's where I am. I am reluctant. I am, I'm very afraid. And I feel like a lot of people, 
are going to project him in mock drafts without taking that into consideration. And they mm-hmm. need to take that into consideration. But again, for me, like if he needs to be in a zone specific scheme, and I think that, that is giving a massive knock in his stock for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's very dependent on where he goes. I mean, I, I I look back to last year, Joe. I know that we both weren't incredibly high on um, Tariq Woolen that came out of UTSA last year, right? But he fell into the perfect situation in Seattle, and he just made yes. the Pro Bowl as a rookie. <laughs> like it's his. That's the tough part of evaluation sometimes is that I can't tell you who's drafting Christian Gonzalez. I can't predict what scheme he's going to be in, what they're asking him to do stylistically. Because I do think there are some systems where if Christian Gonzalez like if Christian Gonzalez is in an off-man cover three heavy system that yeah. is that lets him see the game and then use that length that he has, the explosiveness he has. Because the one thing about Christian Gonzalez is he can turn and run with the best of them, right? Like he is a fluid athlete opening up and transitioning vertically. I agree that there's a little bit of tightness laterally. I 100% agree with that. But in the right system, I feel like you can really get by with those traits. And I do think that he flashes some decent ball skills as well at times, right? Like he's shown that he has the body control and ability to win through contact. So taking those traits in and hoping that the right team drafts him, right? The Seattle's a super cliche one at this point, but a Dallas Cowboys, those teams that are a part of that Pete Carroll, Dan Quinn tree of cover three heavy off-man off teams, those are the teams that I want to get a guy like a Christian Gonzalez because I feel like they can get the best out of him potentially. Right, where wherever Dan Quinn is hired to be a head coach, which he's probably going to be hired as an, uh, a head coach in this in this cycle because he was such a heavy candidate last cycle, I think wherever he's hired is is going to draft him. You muted yourself. You muted yourself. I muted myself. I'm an idiot. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, do people talk enough about what Dan Quinn has done over the last two years with Dallas, man, because they were not a good defensive team at all before he no. got there. And all of a sudden they're like the best defensive team in the NFL, arguably, which is just wild. But I agree with you. I mean, with a player, with a coach like that, with a scheme like that and a disciple of his, whoever's running that type of system just across the NFL, you know, I know San Francisco was another team that was running it a decent amount, obviously, because, you know, there's the um, the Robert Salas of the world that also kind of subscribe to that system. So the New York Jets of the world, San Francisco 49ers, that type of team, because teams always need good cornerbacks, right? And they always need talented players. Christian Gonzalez is certainly that. I just, I agree though. I do think he's a bit scheme dependent right now until he learns how to match physicality a little better. And uh, specific to all those reasons, I had him as, a, as an early to mid day two pick um, mm-hmm. because I, Right system, he's perfect, but it's truly dependent on his selection on where he goes because he's not scheme versatile. Like I can't, I can't bump him up if he's if he can't do more than one thing. Yeah. You want to hear something funny, Joe? Want to hear something yeah. funny? I like him more than Joey Porter Jr. I, do. I hate that. I do. He's only twenty <laughs> years old. He's still figuring it out, but he's got time to figure it out. I think his upside is a little higher than Joey Porter's. I do because I think he's really. I think Joey Porter might change direction a little better than him. Like you said, I agree with that. But I also think, just from a explosiveness and long speed perspective, I think Christian Gonzalez is pretty comfortably above Joey Porter Jr. So yeah, scheme dependency on both players to a degree, but. I take the twenty-year-old Christian Gonzalez and work with him. I think he offers a little more upside. What what round projection do you give him? 
I draft him in the second rounds. I like I would I'd be comfortable drafting him in the second round to the right system. Got it. I think that's gonna to wrap us up on at Joe DeLeon at Rise and Draft. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're tuning in. And also make sure you head on over to betonline.ag. Use our promo code BELIEVE to get your 50% welcome bonus. That is betonline.ag and promo code BLEAV for that welcome bonus. That's going to be it from us, folks. Enjoy the rest of your week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.